Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, July 23rd, 2021. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn. I am known as the Karachi Kid. I would like to give a shout out to all my Urdu-speaking listeners out there in Pakistan, Karachi, Hyderabad, the... uh, the something gap, right? Isn't there a there's a big pass in the Himalayas called the something gap? Kind of like where I used to buy jeans. Hello. I should learn what hello is in Urdu for the next episode. Good to 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 have you tuning in today. This is my show which we started back in January of 2018 and we are on the road to 200. 200 episodes. Uh, it's coming up in like November or something like that. I think this is 185, aka uh, 100 Ocho Cinco or 186. I don't actually know. Ocho Seis, Siete. What, which one is six? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete. Siete is six. My name is Quinn and I run this show. I produce it. I own it. And. Uh, this is one of the top 500 pod. I was saying this is one of the top. I am just giving you all the glitches. What you all are experiencing is the most glitchy start to the Beantown podcast of all time. I really have no insights into what's going on. It's just been like rapid fire start and stop. Essentially, I will hit record. I will start saying something. And then GarageBand will pop up with a notification saying... Too many things going on at once. Click on this article that read about how to optimize GarageBand. It's literally the microphone track and the intro music playing at the same time. We've been doing this for a long time, is what I'm trying to say. If this is how the whole episode is going to go, we're not going to be able to do it. It's going to be way too much. Uh, I have no idea what the problem is. Uh, the, uh, the program itself, the software is not, uh, laggy in any way. It, it appears to be running very smoothly. I apologize for all that. I can't guarantee that it's going to get any better. Um, yeah. It's just did a little skip again. I don't know what it is having a bad day. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Although I got to tell you, for all the globalists out there, all the athletes, all the fans of culture, intrigue, and unlimited condoms at the Olympic Village, we are talking Summer Olympics today, part one of part two power ranking the summer olympic sports wow this is uh we we started the podcast i just mentioned this in january of 2018 which was just mere weeks before the previous olympic games which were winter olympics taking place in korea and you know at that point we were really just getting our our feet wet from a podcast perspective so this is quite nearly the first Olympic Games that have happened on our watch. This is our fourth year, so it's kind of hard to believe that, but uh, this is the more or less the first time we have had Olympic Games coverage 
uh, with the Bean Town Podcast. Now, I was not invited to opening ceremonies uh, in Tokyo. You know, NBC gets kind of first dibs on a lot of this stuff. It's it's a lot of politics, but we're doing some remote coverage for you. And uh, that's going to have to do. Now, I want to make something very clear at the outset. We're actually going to jump right in because turns out there's a, a shit ton of uh, Summer Olympic Games, ones that people have never even heard of, uh, ones that presumably don't have athletes in them competing that they just list anyways to kind of boost the legitimacy of the games. Um, I'm not, and this just frankly comes down to it's just too too big to handle, right? When we do power rankings lists, usually we max out at 10, right? I, I'm looking at this list right now. We got one, two, three, four, five times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I think we got we have 46 sports. This is according to Olympics.com. There are 46 different sports. And I mentioned that we're going to break it down into two weeks. So over the course of the next two weeks, we are going to be walking you through these 46 sports. Now, what I'm not going to do, it's not going to be a true... Um, you know, it's not going to be a true uh, power ranking because, unfortunately, with just so many, I don't feel like I can really go from forty-six to one accurately and have it be, you know, meaningful. So, what we're going to do instead is just go in alphabetical order and kind of walk you through these sports, give you some hot takes. Insider stories, athlete profiles, um, and try to decipher what the sport actually means. That's what we're going to be doing the next two weeks. We're going to be walking through 46 different sports. Um, We will do 23 this week and 23 next week. And I know you're saying, holy cow, that's a lot of sports. And I say, yeah, you're right. It's... uh, it's it's going to be a lot, but we're going to do our best. We're going to make it through. Let me make sure I know where our cutoff point is here. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eighteen. So we need five on the third row. So we will stop once we from K to M karate. Oh, there's that's going to be a great way to close the show. Again, we're going in alphabetical order. So karate is how we'll close the show, and next week we will pick up with a, a classic marathon swimming. Okay, so let's jump right in. I'm not going to waste a lot of time because I'm actually doing this uh, on my lunch break, and it's about 12.15 p.m. right now, and I actually got a meeting at 1. So uh, we're going to blaze through. It, it, in case you're doing the math, that me that gives us less than two minutes uh, per sport if we maximize our time and don't read any ads. So three-by-three three basketball, I got to tell you. Until yesterday when I started researching for this episode, I didn't know that was a thing. So your initial impression is like, okay, well, the United States kicks ass at basketball, right? So I go look at our uh, three-by-three teams. I'm like, okay, uh, or three-on-three, not really three-by-three, three-v-three, okay? Three players per team on the court at one time versus regular basketball, which is five against five at any given point in time. So I'm like, okay, well, who does the U.S. have out there? Like, are we going to, you know, are we going to compete for gold in this? There's eight teams, and the U.S. is not one of them. Apparently, we did not qualify. I looked at the roster. I didn't see anybody I knew, which begs the question, like, why why are we sending our worst players 
to a variety of a sport that we're supposed to be the best in the world at. You know, USA most of the time wins gold in regular men's basketball. So why don't we have a team in three-by-three basketball? Baffling to me. I think there's a women's team, uh, but it's just like how how couldn't you just throw like Jimmer Fredat out there and two junior high kids and I'm pretty sure that Jimmer could just shoot the lights out, okay? Because, you know, isn't that a good strategy in 3x3 three three, you just get, or 3v3, just get three sharpshooters out there? I don't know. Seems simple to me. Archery is next. And I got to say, I'm a little perturbed that I was not considered for this program because if you've seen me play archery on Game Pigeon, it's not like I win 100% of the time, like knock down, no contest like I do in basketball, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at Game Pigeon Archery, and you have to imagine the skills translate pretty easily. Uh, my grandfather had like a, a target practice thing growing up on his property uh, when we were kids, and I think once or twice uh, we exchanged our, our you know, 12 gauges or 22, whatever we would shoot. Probably not a 12 gauge. 22 seems more accurate for uh, for a bow and arrow once or twice. And I don't remember ever actually doing it myself, but uh, I'm pretty sure you do just, just I, I, I could do it. I'm very confident in my abilities. Uh, next up, artistic gymnastics. Oh, you got to love it. The little icon of this guy, he's balancing on one hand, legs and other arm way up in the air it he's having fun uh artistic gymnastics so that's not going to be your standard you know rings or uneven parallel bars or pommel horse or balancing beam this is more just like get out there be a little sexy with it and have fun imagine you know that you remember that ucla athlete from like three or four years ago she had the big floor routine and everyone went crazy because she was doing a lot of like hip shaking and a little bit of booty smacking now that's a floor routine which is part of i think regular gymnastics but i imagine you kind of take that essence and you apply it to a, a, a larger sport whatever that means next up continuing the artistic theme you have artistic swimming which let me look at the rest of this list here it appears that that is the same thing as synchronized swimming. Now, when you have artistic swimming, are you allowed to only, is it just two people? Can you have a larger group? Can you incorporate birds? There's a lot of uh, marine maritime birds that you could potentially want. I'm thinking swans could be very sexy. What if Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman, although she might be representing Israel, it's tough to say, so you kind of have a boy in the striped pajamas opposite sides of the fence sort of thing going on here, but what if they entered as a pair, they incorporated some, some white swans, some black swans, and one of them could even be in blackface to make it a real, like, white, uh, a white swan, black swan sort of thing. I don't know. I'm not the IOC commissioner, but I'm just kind of thinking out loud. That's artistic swimming. Next, oh, everyone's favorite sport is next up here, athletics. Now, I don't know, is this like a Billy Bean-sponsored sort of, are they, you going to roll Miguel Tejada, Eric Chavez, uh, Coco Crisp, and uh, other 
legends, Jason Giambi, or, or, or his brother, I think, played for the Athletics. Not Jason, but uh, Chuck Giambi, I think his name was. Uh, you know what I love about the movie The Rookie is Miguel Tejada. No, how does this go? Royce Clayton, who is a former Brewers second baseman slash shortstop, and I'm sure he played for other teams. He portrays, I believe this is accurate, he portrays Miguel Tejada in the film. So he's a baseball player portraying another baseball player, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I haven't looked it up. I did some research for this show. I have no idea what athletics means. And I know we are we're, we're cramped for time here. This, this might be the hottest, fastest um, Beantown podcast we've had in a while. But if you know what athletics is, email us beantownpodcastyahoo.com. Again, it's beantownpodcastyahoo.com. I literally have no idea. Um, I have just Googled it right now. Oh, this is, oh, this is interesting. It's kind of like track. Okay, what sports are in athletics? Athletics is a group of sporting events that involves competitive running, jumping, throwing, and walking. So is track and field part of athletics? Is that what we're saying here? Because if so, we have just opened up a very, like, large, it looks like it is. Okay, well, this is game changer. I assumed we would have... I assumed it was just kind of like artistic gymnastics, but you know the most athletic person wins. But here's the thing: athletics is actually like a prime time sport because it has track, field, road, which I assume is like a marathon, um, and race walking. Oh, remember the race walking episode with uh, Brian Cranston? He's got the cool helmet, Malcolm in the Middle. Hell of an episode. And then also decathlon and heptathlon. Decath means decaffeinated or 10. Uh, heptath means seven, I believe. Is that what the, the, uh, the prefix hept is all about? So here's how it goes. Decathlon is for men. Heptathlon is for women. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that looks right. Uh, so there's a lot going into athletics. They've rolled like like 5,000 events into this one because track, you got like the 100-meter dash. You've got, you know, the 400-meter dash. You've got relays. You've got 1,500, 5,000, 10,000. you got hurdles. There's a steeplechase. What on earth? I, I know what steeplechase is. It's awesome. But how? Do, what, what's the name origin of that? You know, if I'm in the script spelling bee, I'm asking for the language of origin, which presumably is English. But I would like to have some background. I wish, you know, they ask in the spelling bee, they ask you to, you know, use it in a sentence. What if they used it in like, like a, a punk song or something and they had an in-house band? I think that'd be pretty fun. I got to tell you, I'm doing this show completely sober because it's middle of the day. This would be pretty fun if I was uh, if I was doing this a couple drinks or cool bevs in. Anyways, that's athletics. Badminton is next, and uh, future sister-in-law of the podcast will appreciate this one, Kelly. Badminton, she was a like a like a junior national level champion at uh, New Trier High School. I think is where Kelly went to went to high school. Badminton. I recently played in a family badminton tournament up in uh, Chain Lakes, Wisconsin. My partner and I, Sam J. Anderson, and I dominating Greg and Sherry. It's it, you know it was it's kind of like Frank Gore trying to keep up with the young kids getting drafted at nineteen, 
Greg and Sherry, I love you, but you just don't have the speed, the finesse, or the style that Sam and I brought to the table. And we all know with badminton, like artistic gymnastics, the points are one half of it, and then another half of it would be the style. You want to look good, okay? Very important. Uh, Baseball slash softball. Baseball for men, softball for women. And I, I don't think Jenny Finch is participating. When we were kids, we didn't really have cable. I don't know exactly how the package worked, but, you know, we had, like, the network channels. And then I think a lot of people probably experienced this, but then, like, ten random channels. It, 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 like, one of them was the Bible channel. One of them was, like, channel 16 and 17. I never quite knew what was going on there. It was, like, local news type stuff. 18 was WGN. Uh, you get into, like, 20 through 22. That was, like, PBS slash C-SPAN and then C-SPAN 2. Uh, for a while, and I don't remember the full history of it, but and I don't know exactly... I don't know if my dad would have better insight into why exactly we, you know, had this for certain periods of time, why we didn't. Uh, there were, you know, Chicago, like, sports network has gone through multiple iterations. So it used to be, like, Fox Sports Chicago. There was a Comcast Sportsnet Chicago. Now it's owned by NBC. But I think they're ditching that uh, channel after the end of this year or something like that. So it goes through multiple iterations. But we would get a lot of... Uh, Chicago women's softball games. I don't even remember what their team name is, but you see a lot of Jenny Finch. And, uh, you know, seeing softball in this year's Olympics just kind of brings me back. You might be curious who's representing the men's team in the baseball because it, they, they just revived it. Is this the first Olympics where baseball is back or the second one? I think it's the first one. I don't recall if they had it in London or not. Or, uh, excuse me, not London, Rio. So I was looking at the men's baseball roster, and mostly name, mostly like AAA, AA guys, but a couple of couple of bigger names. You got Todd Frazier on there, right? The former Cincinnati Red, Chicago White Sox, uh, New York Mets third baseman. Uh, you got David Robertson. He's, he's he's a reliever who won a World Series with like. Philly or something back in 2008, 2009, something like that. Uh, I'm trying to remember if there were any other names I recognized. There were one or two, but it's mostly either really young guys or really old guys. And, uh, oh, they're managed by Mike Mike Scotia. Scotia, I think is how you say it. Uh, He's one of the more winning managers of all time. Coached the Angels for a very long time. He was their coach when they, uh, the Angels won the World Series, right? Back in 2001? 2000 they beat the Giants am I remembering this correctly I hope so uh but that's baseball and softball next up we got basketball okay if the U.S. can't win in basketball and I'm not hating on any other countries because there are other countries out there that are you know consistently competitive like Spain's got Pau Gasol still playing apparently uh he's like 50 uh Australia they got uh, remember that that kid Matthew Dellavedova. I don't know if he's on their roster now, but he was like the point guard for the Cavs that one or two years when LeBron went back there. And it was there's a great SNL parody of it where it's like introducing the Cavaliers starting lineup and it's LeBron and then it's all the other guys and it's like Mikey Day, Chris Red, Keenan Thompson, and there's total scrubs. That's Matthew Dellavedova. Serbia they Serbia's always got great players. 
great Eastern Europe. I don't know if it was born out of Chernobyl or what, which I watched the first three episodes of. There's five total. I don't know if I'll finish it. It's fine. I like it. I think it would have been great if I was watching it as it was happening. But now, you know, four years later or whatever, I'm just kind of like, okay, this is good. I'll watch anything with Stellan Skarsgård. Speaking of which, Dune coming out. I'm excited. I've never even read the book. I just know it's going to be good because it's Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite directors. With all that in mind, if the USA can't win at basketball, and I know we're not sending our, like, toppest of the tier talent, right? There's no, like, LeBron's not playing. I don't think Durant's playing. Uh, Durant's, is he hurt? No, he's no, he's not hurt. He he. The the Bucks would not be world or U.S. champions if Kevin Foots Kevin Kevin Foots Kevin Durant's foot was not just an inch on the line uh, when he sent the game into overtime in Game Seven. If that foot was just a whisker behind the line, that's a three pointer. Nets are probably champs because Harden, Irving, and uh, Durant pretty tough to stop. Beach Volleyball. Okay, what were their names? Carrie Walsh and Misty May Trainer. Trainer. I think they're both retired. I know Misty May is because uh, she's got like 17 kids or something at this point. Carrie Walsh might still be playing, but I mean like this is – I don't think she's still uh, playing or, or competing. Let's look it up. U.S. Women's Beach Typing with One Hand feel like Matthew Fiedler here. Volleyball. Okay, so when I was a kid, and I'm talking like 12, 13, this is like 15 years ago, we would watch Misty May and Carrie Walsh play. I can't imagine that Carrie Walsh is still playing. Here's a picture. Alex Kleinman and April Ross, Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponkle. Okay, yeah. So they must both be retired. Here's a here's something for you though. Phil Dahlhauser, how old is that guy? He's representing the men. It's his fourth trip to the Olympics. Yeah, so he's been around since what was four Olympics ago? Beijing. Beijing is also hosting the Olympics next year. So I know they don't do beach volleyball in the Winter Olympics, but if he decided to try his hand at skeet shooting. Or the biathlon, um, he could be the first Olympic athlete to participate in games in the same city, which I have no reference for. I don't know if it's accurate or not. Very well could not be, but it's fun to say anyways. So, Phil, if you're listening, I, it's very late in Tokyo right now. It's 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I understand insomnia, great uh, great film, originally a, a Swedish film, I believe, then remade by Christopher Nolan, starring Robin Williams and uh, Pacino and Hilary Swank, I think. Uh, go check it out. That's Beach Volleyball. Okay, moving ahead here, because uh, it's 1230, we got BMX Freestyle. That's pretty cool. That's kind of like uh, Tony Hawk, but instead of a skateboard, it's a, it's a bike, and it's freestyle. What, is, what does BMX stand for? Bicycle Motocross? Something like that. But there's no motor in your bike, is there? I don't really know how it works, and I don't really have anything else to say. There's also BMX racing, which is basically like for it's like the Tour de France, but inside. I think BMX racing is 
Maybe you're, maybe, I, I think when you do BMX racing, there is a, it's like a motorcycle. I don't really remember. I know there's like big, cool jumps and uh, it looks very kind of dirty and dusty. So, yeah. BMX freestyle and BMX racing. Pretty neat. Boxing is next. Now, who do they decide, like, what are, what, boxing is such a nebulous sort of thing for me in terms of like, you turn it on because in other all other like sports that I watch or pay attention to, there are seasons and there are playoff rounds of qualifying. And it's just, you know, it's very like you got to perform at, you know, levels A, B, C and D to reach the championship. You turn on boxing and there's always like the main card in the big event. And it's it's basically like and granted, it's not like these people just have never boxed before. And all of a sudden they're put into some what I consider to be arbitrary title fight, heavyweight, lightweight, thunderweight, uh, Tom weights. But how do they decide in boxing in general, not just the Olympics, but like, is it who, who gets to fight for these things? Cause it's not like, okay, you qualify for this. You, you go through this, you know, season, this tournament, whatever. It's just like, okay, let's call Kevin, and ask him if he wants to, you know, be one half of the, you know, welterweight final fighting card. And then Kevin's like, cool, I'll do it. And then he makes five bazillion dollars. I would love some explanation on that. So IOC, if you're listening, let me know. Remember the Winter Olympics from 2018 when we had OAR instead of Russia? It was awesome. That was a time to be alive. I remember I worked for Johns Hopkins and this was about, what, eight months after I started there, something like that, nine months. I found this online curling game where you could play against other people in real time. And I probably played curling for like three to four hours a day. Um, it was just because curling games themselves take like almost an hour. And so I played multiple games a day and got really good at it. And I just, after the Olympics ended, I never went back, but had a lot of fun. Uh, but we'll get to curling in, you know, this, the Winter Olympics are only, we're, we're like seven, eight months away. Okay. So we're going to have to do this all over again pretty soon here. But that's boxing. Canoe slash kayak, okay, flat water. And then there's the next one is canoe slash kayak slalom. So I, I think flat water is just like racing in a canoe or a kayak. Slalom is like downhill, rapids, like going down Niagara Falls. Do they have waterfalls in Japan? Maybe they set up a giant slip and slide from Mount Fuji down to Tokyo, and they put little flags that you got to go around. That would be fun. I would watch that. Granted, there's a lot of track maintenance that you got to kind of figure out okay uh but that's canoeing and canoeing and kayaking uh is that different the you know the the uh, wonder the wonder vice the walt walt weiss twins uh the the nickel voss uh army hammer played them what are their names in the social network they're like entrepreneurial capitalists or something in real life venture capitalists who knows what that means um that's like rowing, right? Is that a separate Olympic sport? 
yeah, we'll get to that in part two. So this is this must just be a one person sort of thing, although it says canoe slash kayak. So is there something for canoes and for kayaks? I assume so. They are different water crafts or vessels. What are their names? It's uh, the Winklevoss, Tyler and uh, and uh, Tonto, Tyler and Tonto Winklevoss. I think they're retired at this point, but they are rowing, right? They rowed for uh, Harvard's team. This is canoe, kayak, flatwater, and slalom, presumably more of an individual sport. Here's a question. If you're good at kayak, flatwater, are you also pretty good at kayak, slalom, or is there no overlap in the skills and talents levels? There's a question for our in-depth athlete spotlights, which we'll get to unless we run out of time, which would be a just it, – it, that would be a damn shame if we spent so much time talking about canoeing and kayaking that we have to race through other sports and we don't have time for all these really exclusive uh, Olympic athlete interview spotlights, uh, behind-the-scenes action, uh, quotes, never-before-seen footage, right? All that stuff is coming up on this week's installment of the Bean Town Podcast unless we run out of time. And I want to take a quick pause for two reasons. One, say thank you to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon, Cuts by Q, and uh, the other one as well, uh, the the Ministry of Karachi. No, who's our other? Oh, the Samson Q2U series. How could I forget? Thank you for sponsoring our show. Uh, and then the second thing I want to mention is our new segment that we're introducing this week. It's called What is on Quinn's Instagram Discover page? And I got to tell you, I don't know what's going on. There are two very prominent themes on my Instagram Discovery page right now that I, I have no explanation for. One is Dua Lipa. I'm getting a bunch of like highlight reels or like Dua Lipa, like just concert footage. I don't, I, I've only ever seen her. I think she was on SNL this past year and then we watched the Grammys and she performed there as well. I don't know anything else about her. She has like one or two albums. I think she's pretty popular. I, I don't know anything about her though. Is she American, British, Pakistani? Maybe there's the connection. I'm not sure. But she, I, I don't recall interacting with any Dua Lipa-themed media or content on my social media at, at any point whatsoever in the last two weeks. And now my whole Instagram is just Dua Lipa this, Dua Lipa that. And then also, there's this cosplayer uh, for Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. I also, no idea, I have, I spoke last week about how we went out of our way to not see Black Widow. That should tell you I am not interested. Maybe my phone is, uh, I know it's listening to me, but maybe it's just listening to me sit here last week, talk about how we weren't going to go see Black Widow. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't sound so crazy. I'm talking last week about how we went to see Zola over Black Widow because we did not want to see Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, whatever. It's not out of the question that my phone is literally picking it up and saying, oh, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. Let's show you a Scarlett Johansson Black Widow cosplayer on your Instagram feed. It sounds Big Brother-ish, but it's not, okay? So that's our special segment for this week. Haven't interacted with either of those things like intentionally with my fingers on social media, but they're popping up anyways, which I, I just is silly, okay? Um, what do we got next? Diving. Oh, this is an all-time classic. Diving at the Olympics. I feel like 
diving is probably the most fixed out of all the sports. I watch it. I'm like, oh, that Croatian dude did really well. He gets like a a 4.1 out of 10 or however they rate it. And then you watch these, you know, I don't know, Turkish guys go. And it's like, oh, that looked really, that was a big splash, whatever. And the judges are like 9.9. So I feel very, uh, I would be happier watching a belly flop contest. Right, they when you do the long jump, it's like they measure where the last divot in the sand was, or something like that. They could do the belly flop, and you could see where the the furthest like drop of water goes. I think it would be fun. I it it could be good. Equestrian, what do you do? Is this is this the same thing as like horse jumping? Okay, so you ride your horse. You know, they don't have, like, horse racing, do they? Or is, is, is does equestrian kind of do all of it? Let's click on it here on the official Olympics website. Well, this horse is running through a, a lake. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's dressage, jumping, and eventing. So there's no horse racing, which maybe is more of an American thing. Also, horse racing feels like the type of thing that they would just be doing all day in, like, Dubai. You know, in, it, is, it's in, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi, Dubai, somewhere. They got that indoor mall that has, like, a, a ski slope in it. You figure they got to have room for a horse racing track, too, because uh, they can't have those horses running outside. They'll die. Uh, fencing is next. Oh, Parent Trap turned 23 this week, I think, 1998. Pretty cool. Dennis Quaid, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Natasha Richardson, rest in peace, and uh, hell of a movie. They do a little fencing at their camp. They're all all girls camp, and I think the there's a boy who's at the camp who gets sent there for comedic relief. I think I was reading the other day that's like Lindsay Lohan's brother or something like that. Pretty neat, but fencing. Uh, you got on guard, touche, and. Uh, you, got, you look like a beekeeper, okay? You might as well combine the Olympic sports of fencing and apiary. Football is next. Do, do countries care about Olympic football, or is it just kind of like show up and, you know, have sex in the Olympic Village? That's our preview of football. We got golf. That's one of the newer added sports. Uh, that's pretty cool. I would assume Tokyo has got some lush beautiful golf courses it's no tory pines but it's still not bad uh golf pretty cool how do they decide how many like i understand qualifying for individual countries but then how do you decide like because you can't have a golf tournament with 206 people in it can you or maybe you can i don't know i just feel like tea times would get messy so how do you decide which teams actually have an entrant um and are there are, are there cool countries like Zambia or Nepal that you know get to send golfers to the Olympic Games? I think that would be neat. Do they have golf courses in Nepal? I don't know. What about an island nation like Nauru? Is there room for a golf course? You you figure maybe a mini putt course, which raises the question: Is golf inherently a exclusive? exclusionary type sports should they have you know your classic 18 holes and then a mini putt i think people honestly this sounds silly but it's true 
people would be much more inclined to watch mini putt at the Olympics than a full on golf game. Okay. I don't think that I don't I don't think anyone listening to this is going to disagree with me, especially in Karachi, where mini putt is huge. Handball is next. I don't understand it. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. What do you do? You grab the ball, you throw it. Is it basically like water polo, but on land without the horses from polo? Is polo in the Olympics? Let's scan down here. I don't think so. I don't see any peas for polo. That's that's a damn shame. So we got dressage and no horse racing and no polo. I, these horses have gotten so soft. Okay, we got three left here. Hockey, which I had to look up earlier because I was like, that doesn't seem like it should be a summer sport. It's field hockey. Okay, so basically all the white girls from southeastern Pennsylvania are going to dominate. Judo, which looks kind of, the icon is one person just absolutely like slamming another person to the ground. Looks painful. Do they get like folding tables that they get to throw them through? I think that would be neat. And then finally, to end us end this week's installment, our first half of the Summer Olympic Games faux power rankings, we have karate, which I think is just like, I mean, look, we've gone through a lot of sports, some of them obvious to judge, some of them not obvious to judge or, or compete in, whatever. How the hell do you measure karate? Like, track and field, it's easy. If you finish first, you win. Uh, three by three basketball is easy. If you score more points, you win. Even equestrian, if your horse finishes jumping or looks cool, you win. How do, karate, how, what, what's going on there, Okay. I don't know. Is everyone a black belt? Is black belt universal or do different countries or continents have a different color scheme? These are the things that keep me up at night. Folks, I got to tell you, this has been one of the most blazing Beantown podcasts we have ever had. Um, And somehow after all that, we're still going to hit 40 minutes. Looking forward to rewatching this one. If you made it past the technical glitches, I appreciate you. And uh, this was just, th- this was a Beantown podcast in its purest form. You give us a little spark, a little something to talk about, and I just kind of stream of conscious go nuts with it. Okay. So this is like bringing us back to our roots. I hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed making it for you. There's nothing else. We're going to pick up next time with marathon swimming and go through the last 23. Uh, the Olympics are airing on NBC, and uh, I know you know people don't really have cable television these days, so I guess just watch the highlights on YouTube. Uh, that's what I got for you. We are going to play our exit music here. I'm going back to work. Everyone, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay sane. I'm going to check in on you next time. And, uh, yeah. Go USA. Bye.